Welcome to Cardboard of the Rings Presents. I'm Bard Lee, and with me is Chad, and we are just going to talk the season premiere of House of Dragons, because we were excited for it, and we just want to talk about it. So, Chad, before we jump straight into whatever we're going to talk about for this episode, yeah, I want to know, were you excited, slash how excited were you before this uh, season premiered? Because I know both of us hated the end of the the mainline series. Yes. Okay, so I don't know what scale we're using. So if it's a 0 to 10, where 10 dragon is... Dragon scale. Dragon scale. Okay. So on a dragon scale, I was a cotton swab of excitement. With dragon scales, hardness, toughness being the most excited. I was cotton swab. Okay, so, so you would say you're... Like pretty tepid not. yeah like okay. i literally <laughs> never watched a preview for it didn't i usually watch a lot of like trailers and read articles about something i'm excited for because you know why not i didn't watch a, a darn thing actually i was annoyed that it was getting made and the the books aren't done yet like i'm just like what more game <laughs> game of thrones crap and we still don't have the next two novels the heck so I watched it out of just like morbid curiosity because I really enjoyed the first part of Game of Thrones. What about you? Uh, well, first of all, yeah, those books are vaporware. They're never going to happen. Um, I was actually pretty excited for this on a, the dragon scale. I guess with that, that's the hardest. So I guess I would say I was maybe like a brick. Okay. So brick is pretty hard, but also yeah. you could use brick. So yeah, uh, I guess for me, the biggest thing is I know a lot of people and our both of us because we talked about it uh, after the this, the show ended. We how we hated it so much. I think yeah. that soured a lot of people, but it's like. I don't want to get hurt again. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I get it. I get it. But my thing is kind of like, do you was Game of Thrones a bad show? And I would say, no, Game of Thrones is a good show, even though it had a bad ending. So for me, yeah, here comes the sports analogy. It's like if your team goes all the way to the World Series and loses, was that a bad season? Right. I, I think that's still a good season. Right, right. Yeah, it's like how, how high the bar was set. It, it was like, it, is, is that person shorter than Chad? Well, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. You know, most people are shorter than Chad. So is it like, <laughs> right. is is House of the Dragon going to be as good as Game of Thrones? Well, hold on. Game of Thrones was really good. It just had a bad ending. But, like, that's a high bar to put up against something. I mean, just think of how exactly. good those first seasons were. They yeah, were it was really only the, the so last two that, good. that were kind of, eh. <laughs> Everything else was amazing. I, yeah, so I was pretty excited. I also... Um, I have very high faith in HBO. If you told me somebody else was making this show, I'd be like, okay. ooh, I'm not, I'm not sure. But, I mean, HBO has for, like, 30 years been the premium standard for making TV. You can't really even name, like, a bad HBO show. So it's right. like, you know, you just, in the last couple of years, like White Lotus, Succession, Euphoria, yeah. Winning Time, you know, all these there's all these really great shows that they've made, so... And Mayor of Easttown, that was good too. Station right. Eleven. Silicon, so it's like Silicon Valley HBO. Yeah, they did that. Yep. Um, yeah, I love that show. 
So so it's just it's a high level of trust in HBO. I know that like okay. yes, it went off the rails, but I think even the mid the mid tier uh, HBO show like Tokyo Vice was good, not great. That's like okay. the second best show on Netflix. In my you know if it, was, it came out on Netflix, so that's just why I think I was more ready than other people because I just have very high faith in this company. I, there's some stuff kind of going up at the top now with Zaslav. It's kind of like interesting and sure. to keep an eye on but this was you know i mean they canned an entire pilot that they said wasn't good enough and then they did this one so it must be good this has to be good is, is how i think about it right yeah i don't know any of that <laughs> yeah they had a naomi watts she was uh, i forget what the plot was i think it was about um the first men and oh. i think they and uh oh. they canned it because it wasn't good okay and so like if yes. you're going to can one pilot because it's not good enough for Game of Thrones, wouldn't you just can a second one? I mean, if it didn't think right. it was good, that's not I feel so. Yeah, it. you know, it's hard for me to describe. Like, I just, I almost like willfully built up a wall of dragon scales to keep myself from getting <laughs> excited for this. I think like almost on purpose. Like, okay, I'm going to purposely not get excited for this and then be pleasantly surprised if it's good. And if it's bad, I'm going to be like, okay, well, at least I didn't waste time getting hyped for it. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I feel like that that's kind of what I did. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that was the right way to approach it, but that's what I did. <laughs> I think it's tough not to, though, because the last thing we saw was just so poorly executed. Right. That it's hard not to think about that because it's your last lasting impression of the show was right. the horrible finale nothing and it's like yeah it's just it's tough to get that out of your head so i understand uh a lot of people's tepidation toward uh this show and if it was going to be good or not but i think also what might have made it so i wasn't too excited for it is i've never read wheel of time and amazon you know has that wheel of time series and I'm like, oh, this this might be like a Game of Thrones thing for me and my wife to watch because we really enjoyed watching Game of Thrones. And so we watched the first episode and that was it. Like, it was like, meh, you know? And so for some reason, that one didn't, I didn't think that was very good, the pilot to Wheel of Time. And so it was like, oh, well, here comes another new show. You know, I guess I'll watch the pilot and see if it's any good. And Yeah. I don't know. You get burned a couple of times. You get you get kind of scared to grab the handle anymore and you keep getting burned by it. Sure, that makes sense. I, I would have said to you, of course, as the argument I just made earlier was that's Amazon. Amazon doesn't have a very long track record or great track record of making good no. things. Whereas like HBO does, you know, I, I found everybody at White Lotus too irritating to watch that show. But that show was still good and interesting. And it was yeah. like. Even though everybody drove me nuts and I was like, I can't finish the show. People are making me so mad. But uh, yeah. So uh, why don't we just kind of jump in with our thoughts on this episode, Chad? What did you think about it? I was watching it and I'm like, dang you, Game of Thrones universe, Westeros, you're sucking me in again. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know, like, same, same. like 20 minutes into it, I'm like, this is great. I missed this place. <laughs> I mean, I exactly. was like feeling all nostalgic and I was like excited when I saw the banners for the different houses. I'm like, ah, oh, there's Baratheon. Oh, there, you know, there's the, the flayed man. There's the veil, you know, type stuff. And oh, they just mentioned this place. Oh, that's the, 
the place, the dragon pit that was in the final episode, you know, like, I'm like, ah, geez, I guess maybe I like this more than I remember. <laughs> like so many things are bringing back memories. I'm like, ah, yep. I, I had the same I, feeling. I thought it was great. Yeah. I liked it a lot too. I, um, I think there were, we'll get to some of the things that maybe we thought were not as good, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was really as same thing as you. It was nice to be back. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yep. seeing like the red keep itself and seeing these places again even though let's be really look kind of bad because of the cgi and we'll talk about that but <laughs> uh yeah because we're gonna disagree not, on was, that but that's okay it it looked it was like damn this is this place again and it was just yep. awesome to be there again it sounds so it's so basic to say that but it's true like i mean you know it was like eight years of our lives we dedicated to game of thrones it was it was a long time and to, to be back again was just nice and it was like it had enough of the original flavor of the show that I was like, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm in it. I'm in still. I know that, you know, it's... Some people don't like the violence and stuff and how, how gory it's like, that's fine. That, that was like Game of Thrones, too. It was like, that's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, to use I the... get it. It's too much, it's too much. But Yeah, I mean, we could talk about that a little bit here, but I I think the reason I liked it so much is because of all the history of Game of Thrones that's talked about in the original series, the ruling of the Targaryens when they're at the height of their power was one of the things that interested me the most. Like, you know, cause Daenerys is always talking about how she wanted to go back. And we used to be, you know, we were the Kings, we were the ruling family and it was the Lannisters during game of Thrones, obviously. And the Lannisters I thought were a bunch of, you know, snobby uptight jerks and the Targaryens, <laughs> from what I gathered and from the books, I'm like, you know, these guys actually sounded pretty badass and pretty cool, you know, with the dragons and all the kingdoms were together. And I'd like to see that point of history. Like that would be neat to see what Westeros was actually like when the Targaryen dynasty started to to crumble, but we still get to kind of see how it was. So I, but I, again, I wasn't excited enough to get excited for the show. But then when I started watching, I'm like, yeah, this, this, this was something I always was hoping to see. So I, I like it. I think they chose a good time period to focus the show on because it's, it's not that far back. What, 172 years, they said? From yeah, the birth, birth like of Daenerys? Yeah, about 200 years. Roughly, yeah, so it's yeah. about 200. Yeah, that, that's cool. That's cool because it's still pretty relevant. Right, because like the as you said, you'll still recognize the family. It's not so old where you're like, right. I don't know who. I have no connection to like anything in it. It was like, right. There was still some. Uh, I thought they did a good job of tying certain things into the show. You know, obviously you mentioned in the already in the beginning they put that uh, the Chiron on about this takes X amount of years before Daenerys Targaryen just to right. kind of remind you. And the end, I thought that was probably one of my favorite things when um, the king. Uh, Viserys tells the princess uh, Rhaenyra, like, here's the reason Aegon came over to um, uh-huh. Westeros. Yeah. And it kind of, and it was like, he was saying basically because the long night is coming. Right. And that was really cool. I was like, oh my God, that's actually so interesting that it would be, it wasn't just because he, you know, it was like a Roman guy. I just, it was there. So right. I conquered it. Right. It was like, oh, because they believe in their visions and their dreams so much, which ties in again to some of the stuff in the original series. It was like, oh, oh yeah. this and, is kind of really cool and interesting. And then 
I mean, I don't know if you caught this, but he was like, this is passed down from king to king or king to queen. And I'm like, so Daenerys never knew about it. Right. And his brother would have known. Yeah. And it's like, imagine if she had known how much easier everything would have been. (laughs) You know, like if she would have known that this was something that's been passed down for generation after generation, generation, she would have, she would have been like, she didn't, she wouldn't need to get convinced and she would have, it would have changed everything. So it was a really neat little tidbit of information to get about the family history. It was like, oh my gosh, so Daenerys could have known this was coming and she didn't. Wouldn't that have changed everything? Right, yeah, because Rhaegar, the assumption I think is that Rhaegar knew it and then when he dies, the secret dies with him because he was so yeah. uh, enchanted with prophecy and stuff. But yeah. then of course, Robert kills him so that the secret dies. But it's like, yeah. I, I will say it, if you're uh, advising the Targaryens, and uh, I think that might not be a good strategy to be like, you know what? Like, two people are going to know this secret. Yeah, uh, I know. That's it. Thought, I'm like, where's your right. cult? Like, why did you not start like a cult or something that like. Right. It's like the national treasure thing, right? Where the one clue. Yes. And it's just like the secret <laughs> dies with Charlotte. It's like, or the secrets with Charlotte. It's like, what? That's not a cool. That is not that's nothing. <laughs> it's not funny anything. <laughs> I know it's like yeah, that's maybe like some poor execution. We could we could we could talk it over with their uh, strategists about that. Right. It's like maybe more people should know because it's uh, at that time it's not so far away. That, like people talk about it still, and people know about it. So it's not like if you were like, "Hey, well, we're here to stop a long winter." People are going right. to be like, "Yeah, that never happens." <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I, that was a little. Uh, I would say it was probably not smart of them, but I, you know, whatever. That was just cool to get that tidbit and that was really really uh i guess groundbreaking kind of revolutionary i guess um as far as our understanding of stuff in game of thrones so that was really really cool and it was one of the reasons i really liked the pilot this one yes you know that type of stuff i'm like "Ah, yeah this is cool yeah because it as we've said before ties it just enough to the old show but it's still framed in this new show so it's not like um, totally uh, enslaved to the old the old stuff, you know, because like, if they do like a Jon Snow spinoff, it's like, okay, we're all stuck with all this baggage from yeah. that show. It's like, we can call back to the, the first show, but it doesn't have to be like, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Because it's like 200 years away, so. Exactly. So it's it's kind of nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also I did enjoy the tournament scene too. I know that that was that was kind of like interesting uh, to have like because uh, I well that's like one of the big things in original Game of Thrones is that tournament at yeah. Heron Hall yeah. where um, he where uh, Rhaegar gives Lyanna the or the crown or whatever and then starts off the whole war stuff like that. So it was, it was kind of cool to see that again because that's such a uh, big deal in Game of Thrones when all these lords and stuff kind of get together and you see all these like machinations and all you know because everybody's kind of there so that was I enjoyed that because you see the, the hot gossip and stuff too where it was yeah. like <laughs> that one scene was like oh this one uh, woman she's like pregnant but she's trying to hide it or whatever or, or, sure, or like, sure, sure. all the stuff that everybody was sharing around was like really kind of I enjoyed that that was kind of neat well and I liked the um the queen that never was, I don't, I can't remember her name when, when she was basically like, all oh, these knights haven't had a war to fight in. So they're just itching to, you know, oh, yeah. kill something. And I'm like, 
that's a really cool way of kind of setting up the mindset of everybody in this kingdom right now. Where even though there's peace, the 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 soldiers haven't had to do anything. So they're bored. So they're kind of just like itching for a reason to fight. And it's like, okay, that's cool. I, I can get behind that. I can see that. You know, it's like your whole job is to fight and then you've just had nothing but peace for a hundred years or whatever or whatever. I don't know. How long was it? It's been a long time since they've had any sort of fighting. Like right, because the, the, that guy in the beginning who uh, doesn't have the air, is his name like Rhaenys or Rhaenyras or whatever his name is? And he doesn't have the air and then they choose at that big like uh, voting session or whatever. Yeah, right. like, his reign was entirely peaceful too, or, or most of it. Right. So it's like, then this yeah. guy's, uh, Viserys sounds like his reign was really peaceful. So it's like, yeah, I mean, these people haven't fought for, it makes sense why, Obviously, because Damon is going to go to war, why there would be pe- the factions of people who are are ready to go, right? Yeah, yeah, they're itching for it. Yeah, because it's like yeah. uh, it's an old thing in history. If you read like even like Thucydides with Pericles is like everybody wants to get their own glory because they just listen to the old glory of all the other old warriors and right. now they want their own. Right, it's, they it's, sit it around. Makes sense why listening yeah. to stories and songs of these war heroes and that could be me <laughs> yeah but then there's war you know it's yeah. that's not great yeah you're probably gonna die <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you're not guaranteed to come out of this oh man yeah so you know that scene was pretty good it was pretty i, I guess there was what like some like <laughs> They said they were going to like temper down the violence and the gore and stuff. But again, I feel like that's saying it's going to be shorter than Chad or have shorter hair than Brad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, you saw the original show. So even just calming it down a little is going to be like, it's still going to be one of the bloodiest, goriest, nudiest shows out there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That guy's got it down a little bit. In. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are scenes where I, I don't like, I don't like the gore. I mean, I really don't. I don't watch horror movies. And, I mean, nudity, I don't want to see. I have no interest in that, obviously. So it's like when they're showing someone get their hand cut off because they were a thief or something else cut off because they were a rapist, you know, and they make sure to show it to you. I'm like, you you, you don't have to show it. Like, you can show the guy sticking his arm out going, no, please. And then the axe coming down and then the guy screaming as he, like, runs away holding his stump. Like, I, I would get it. <laughs> I know what happened. I don't need to see the actual axe cutting through the arm, you know? It's like, I think it would have painted as gruesome as a picture if I didn't actually see it happen. Probably even worse in my own mind. So, I could do without the gore. I guess I don't mind it. I I like, um, I would say I'm into like the gore fest type of movies, but I watch a lot of like, action movies and stuff with a lot of violence and gore so i guess i i don't know i guess for me not a not a big deal i i do i do sort of agree with you it'll be like uh then they go to that that cart with all these like limbs yeah. on it. so it's like oh, so we watch like two people and then like we cut to it anyway so it's like right. all right whatever but exactly um, well, i guess personally though i found the guy whose balls got chopped off i thought that scene was funny so i guess that says a lot about me because <laughs> i was like Oh my god, they're cutting his balls off. This is stupid and funny. (laughs) This is so ridiculous. That's what it was like to be. It was so over the top. Like with a like when Tarantino has action in in movies and people's blood is like shooting out of a hose. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so stupid that it's I enjoy it. I guess that's kind of like what I thought about when the guy getting his balls chopped off. Like this is all like this is so dumb. I was <laughs> like, right, uh, sure. But yeah, I mean, uh, I guess should we talk about the guy who does it though, Damon? I thought he was really interesting. Uh, I thought Matt Smith was great as Damon Targaryen. He's my favorite character. Yeah, he he just. I think he has the most interesting story, and he's his acting. Yeah, yeah, and see, I I haven't read. I I know nothing about this other than what happens in 172 years. Like I don't really remember exactly what happens in this time period with the Targaryens. Like I know roughly what happens. I mean, obviously, because I watched the first series, but I don't know the details, and I don't know the names very well because it's been a while, and so. People listening to this might be like, Chad, you fool, you should know this. But I don't know who the real bad guy is yet. Because part of me feels like it's Hightower, the king of the, the hand of the king. The hand of the king? Yeah, he's definitely the stuff. I agree. Yeah, and then I know that... Uh, okay, what's the brother's name? Da- what'd you call him? Da- Damon. Damon? Damon, like Matt Damon. Oh, okay, Damon. Um he's coming across as bad and he probably has some evil tendencies, but at the same time, I don't think he's all bad. Anyway, he's intriguing to me and I'm excited to see what they do with his character. And the, the current King, which is Viserys, right? Yeah. Um, I can't help, but see (laughs) the actor's doing a good job playing him. But I, I only see the guy from Hot Fuzz. Like, I cannot right, right, not yeah, see the guy from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> I, I'm the same. It's hard It's hard not to think of him in that role because he's so right. funny in that movie. And yep. it's like, yeah, I get it. But he, um, Viserys had the best line of the episode. It, it, um, like, I actually re- rewound it to watch it again because I'm like, damn, that was a good line. It was when, right after... Um, his wife and son died and they start bickering over who's going to be the next. And he's like, my wife and son just died. I will not sit here while you feast on their bodies like crows. I don't know if that's the exact line, but I'm just like, Oh, that was good. That was good. That was a good line. And it ties into the feast of crows. You know, I just like, Oh, that was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found that kind of interesting because it was like the opposite of the previous king who did like he was willing to make like be like, OK, we have to choose when you didn't have a male yep. heir. So I thought that was kind of like interesting juxtaposi- juxtaposition mm-hmm. kind of setting up like, oh, he's a little he's not thinking as, fo- as uh, forward thinking and thinking about the future as much as his predecessor was. He's a sure. little I mean, he's he's a bit of a hothead, right? Because he, he basically Damon pisses him off and then he's like. All right, I'm declaring a new heir, and he he has to know that that's not gonna fly with Damon. So right, uh, yeah, he seems a little, and he sends him away, so he can't even keep an eye on him anymore. I'm like, well, that's not good. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's not what you want to do. Keep your enemies closer, dude. Yeah, he seems a little uh, like. Uh, I mean, he does kind of a good Impulsive? job of in those. Yes, I would say that he he does, he kind of seems like a, a pretty good job of kind of listening to a lot of people around him at those mm-hmm. council meetings, but he doesn't seem very strong-willed enough at times. Where it's like, yes, you bring up High Tower. High Tower is clearly manipulating him and trying to get yeah. certain things, and so it's like High Tower is basically our Peter Baelish. I think yeah. of this this one where yeah. he's agreed spinning a lot of plates. So. Yeah, agreed. 
Yeah, I mean, the series is is not cruel, which I appreciate, you know, because it seems right, he's like... He's a decent king. He's, he's fine. Yeah. He's good. Like, a lot of these shows, you know, the king is like, okay, we have a king, and he's cruel! You know, I mean, that's just, like, the gimmick they always do. And it's like... Joffrey, is, is yeah. There, is there, like, no nice kings? You know, I mean, you know, Cersei, Joffrey, you know, then, like, the Boltons. Like, everybody's just, like, these, like, asses. And then, you know, you're just like, good God. I mean... It's okay for someone nice to be on the throne, right? Like that could happen. Yeah, you know, uh, Robert Baratheon was fine, but so yeah. Anyway, for for that reason, I like the series, even though I don't think he's a let's use the word smart king. Like he's not he's not thinking about saying. things the way he should. But at the same time, he's a good king. Like he doesn't right, wish yeah. harm on anybody. He's trying to do the right thing, but. Sometimes doing the right thing means you you got to be kind of got to be a jerk a little bit, or you got to make a hard choice. And he had his priorities wrong, right? And I think that's I think that's exa- uh, exemplified in that scene where he has to choose between his uh, wife and then his unborn son. And he because he's so obsessed. I think he's so obsessed with that prophecy of yeah. of like yeah. oh Targaryen's got to sit on the throne to defeat the long night that he he can't. St- see things for as they are like right like he obviously he gets it wrong like he was blinded by a dream basically yeah so i think he's he's still susceptible to like hard targaryen hubris i mean like Mm -hmm. we brought up the the uh um not sharing the prophecy thing it's like well yeah probably more people should know about this prophecy because it would help support your claim to the throne and stuff like that or like, you know, if something happened, there would be this like group of people who would know and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, but they're just so confident in themselves. You know, they have the dragons, even though like there's that scene where Viserys is like, oh, he's like oh, taming dragons. This was a mistake type of thing or whatever. It's yeah. like it's not gonna work, right? When he's, so he's telling her, but um, yeah, I think that like, yeah, I think he's just a little, as you mentioned, he's he's not the smartest guy he's he's right. like competent and he's pretty good at ruling but he is susceptible to a lot of classic targaryen traits i think i agree i agree did you see so i was, I was watching a couple um after shows about it where people break it down and talk about things and they were talking about how the series gets cut twice by the the iron throne he gets like he pricks his finger then he has that cut on his back and mm-hmm. it's on it's on uh his left side of his back that unhealable wound which is obviously like bringing a gun on the first act you better use it in the third <laughs> right. type thing like obviously that has some meaning um but then when damon was sitting on the throne he was purposely leaning to the right and like not anywhere near the left side of the Iron Throne when he was sitting there. And so someone was pointing out how it's either foreshadowing or it's something even more devious that Damon knows how to sit on the Iron Throne without hurting himself, whereas Viserys like keeps getting hurt when he's trying to sit on this throne. So it's you know, it's either like just like subtle nods to who would be the better king or who's better suited to be in this throne, or Maybe something's going on with the throne itself, and Damon knows about it and knows how to sit in it. And 
and uh, Viserys is, is hurting himself, and maybe like there's some, you know, poison or something going on with that left side of the throne. It was interesting. I, I was watching. I'm like, I did not notice that, but now that you point that out, yes, yes, I do notice that. <laughs> that is, that is very interesting. Yeah. I don't know about that theory, because I, I think they say other kings have had problems sitting on the Iron Throne and getting cut, because it's like, freaking made out of short blades. Right. So, I don't know, that might be a little, getting a little too much in the weeds, but, I don't know, that's an interesting idea. Reaching! Yeah, but yeah. I don't know, I thought it was neat. I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I, I, I feel like it's just one of those subtle, um, oh, I don't know what word to use here, where basically, it, blink and you miss it. They're for oh foreshadowing. They're foreshadowing stuff, and I think it's just as simple as Viserys knows how to sit on this throne, and I'm I'm not Viserys. Damon knows how to sit on the throne that's meant to be for a king, and Viserys doesn't. So who would be the better king? Type. I mean, it just blink and you miss it. Foreshadowing type thing that the filmmaker thought. Hey, let's see if anyone catches this, you know, and it doesn't mean anything. But I don't know where he got that cut. So that's what I really want to know. What is that well, cut? Just sitting on the throne because it's, like I said, it's made out of, like, you just sit on it and it's got all these freaking exposed, sharp edges to it. So he did get it sitting on the throne, but it yes. won't heal? Okay, that's interesting. Right, right, well, uh, like, because they don't hose it down with water or anything, <laughs> like. Right. It's just nasty and gross all sure, the time. Sure, okay, so. sure, sure, sure. That's what I think, but I don't know. Uh, speaking of some other stuff, I think, I want to get into two things that I, I didn't quite like that were some behind the scenes stuff the first I wasn't a big fan of some of the wigs i think uh uh for Viserys oh, were ridiculous. Damon, yeah I, I thought they looked so bad i was like they look so stupid i was like please give them a haircut cut their hair shorter yeah. i thought they looked pretty bad some of them looked fine i thought like allison looked okay she looked good i thought uh rhaenyra looked good but he, he, well specifically i guess a lot of the long-haired men looked bad i was like ooh, these are bad yeah it seemed like the front of the wig just like went down too far or something or it's too full at the front it doesn't it didn't look like actual hair like coming out of their skull yeah it looked like hair like mushed on top of their head and folded under it, it definitely looked like they were wearing a wig whereas like it shouldn't look like obviously it shouldn't look like they're wearing a wig <laughs> like right. it's just a look like their natural hair but i thought it was pretty bad yeah um, so we're in agreement on the wigs uh need some work i and i you kind of foreshadowed this earlier I did not think some of the CGI was very good. I really? liked the design of the dragons, but they look awful. They really? look way worse than the dragons did in Game of Thrones, the original series. Yeah. Huh. I guess... It looks so fake. So did it feel like they weren't there? Like they had no weight to you, them? Well, you could tell that they were poorly done CGI is the thing. They looked like they were just... Yeah, they just didn't look like they were as detailed as they should be. They looked really fake i thought like uh there was that scene too where they showed us all of king's landing and they showed us the red keep and it was like wow this looks really bad this looks very fake it's very obvious when the, when the cgi is happening that's the problem is the cgi should blend in and look natural but when it pops out it looks bad and i thought the cgi looked pretty bad in this one the smaller stuff like the battles like the tournament stuff looked good that's a lot the obviously some cgi there but there's a lot of like hair and makeup stuff going on but yeah the dragons yeah. and some of the wide shots looked i thought rough 
I didn't think they were that bad. And I was enjoying like certain scenes where they would purposely pan the cameras to try to show you like the scope of what you're seeing. Like there was this one scene where um um the two the two younger girls, Lady Hightower and and the and Yeah, the, Alicent and Rainier's. Yeah. They were just like walking up a flight of stairs after they came into the keep. And then the camera does this nice pan up the tower just to show you how high it goes with all these chandeliers and stuff hanging there. And I thought to myself, they didn't have to do that. I mean, they could have just had them walk by. But, you know, they're just trying to show you just how big this keep is and um, expensive and expansive. And they did that a lot where they would just let the camera pan to show you how big some of these actual places were, which I guarantee it wasn't all built you know some of it had to be cgi and i couldn't tell but i also wasn't looking for it so i'm sure if i was to watch it with a critical eye i'd probably notice it more than you but to watch it with a casual eye like i was i was fine with it i was fine with the dragons and everything yeah i guess it was like i thought the opening scene looked really good but uh when it was flying over the city i loved that yeah but once you kind of got closer to the dragon, I was like, ooh, it looks pretty rough. Uh, okay. And then, as I said, when they showed the city, I thought it looked pretty bad. Because that's been a thing. These VFX houses are so swamped thanks to, like... Yes. I mean, they were swamped because, like, they lost some people due to COVID, right? They had to, or they had to do remote work. So the typical work stuff, but also uh, the Disney stuff with Marvel and Star Wars, they want stuff so much. I think those have looked pretty bad, too. I don't know if you watched um, Obi-Wan at all, but... Boy, there was some really bad CGI in, in that. And I got halfway through it and I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> I got like three episodes in and I was that's I, where I, I was that either. But I'm like, this is ridiculous. Uh, there, there was some really bad CGI in that too. Right. And it was like and I, I haven't watched any of the Marvel movies, but people said that like uh, multiverse and uh was Love and Thunder two had some pretty rough CGI. Oh man and starting to, to show Mult- multiverse, the opening scene, I'm like, this is terrible. Of they're they're running through this. I mean, it's obviously they're. I'm like, well, they're obviously on treadmills. Like, it's not even close to making me feel like they're actually in a real place. And then every time they're in that place, I'm like, this is just so bad. This is so bad. So yeah, I agree. I agree. the The CGI looks rushed in a lot of things right now. Yeah. So that's my hope is that uh, with this show is that they focus more. When it was the, just the people in the rooms talking and stuff, it looked yeah. fine, right? Because it was all set set work. So that's totally fine. So my hope is that they didn't, which is, this is the problem is, of course, it's centered around having so many freaking dragons. So it's going to be like, yeah. oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I mean, it is more. a Targaryen. So it's like, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, but if if they do the kind of things like they did in the beginning where they like hide them, kind of like in how Jurassic Park hid, hid a lot yeah. of the CGI with yeah. like rain or fog or clouds night. and stuff. Yeah. It, yeah, nighttime. It'll be okay, but it's Not like. too much night. Not too much night. <laughs> right, yeah, too much darkness, as we Not complain. Not too much night. <laughs> about, uh... Yeah. I want to be able to that... see it. It isn't my oh, freaking yeah. TV settings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I even have 4K. I tried to watch it in 4K, and it was horrible to watch, and it was like, this is how you know this is a problem. Uh, right. <laughs> Wasn't it nice to have the small council where I felt like everybody at the table was actually probably pretty good at their job? but they all have their own yes. agendas and stuff. Like yeah. that was another thing that the later episodes of game of Thrones got really annoying where like the small council wasn't interesting anymore. Well, they kept making bad decisions and they would still exactly keep getting jobs. And it was like, Varys is effing stuff up constantly. Yep. Why is he keep getting 
like these important roles. Yep. Same with Tyrion. And it was like, they keep screwing up. Like these guys seem like they're, they know what's going on, right? Right. Uh, with, uh, that sea snake guy or whatever. His yeah. Name, I'm trying to look it up. Uh, Corliss. Like he, he was trying to tell like the king, like, hey, here's all this stuff about all these, like the triarchy and all this stuff that's yes. going on, whatever. Like he was on the game. The king was not interested. <laughs> but no, no he because he's going on. He's preoccupied. Yeah. That's going to. That's going to be interesting. So that's that was cool. Like, I enjoyed that. Like, you got a guy in the small council like, hey, this is something we should worry about. And then the king's like, no, I'm going to worry about this. And, you know, and I'm just like, all right, I'm enjoying this. This is the kind of stuff I like where I can see how the problems are coming. It's not too like I don't have to, like, really think about it to figure it out. You know, like I'm I'm casually enjoying this. But I also feel like everybody's on this council and they're actually competent at their jobs. Yeah, they're going to be politically maneuvering, but that's just the name of the game. But they actually, I feel like they know what they're doing. Yeah, I it like, makes it I believable. Like right. Right. Because if it's like you just see incompetent people, you're like, how? Like, you know, I guess like the point of like Robert's, because Robert was an incompetent king and he had all these incompetent advisors around him other than like Tywin. And right. it was like, that was kind of like the point. So it's it's cool to see, as we mentioned, Viserys, he is surrounding himself with like people who know what's going on. He's not just like, ah. I'm putting all my boys in these positions. Like these guys actually like know yeah. what's going on. You know, that's why Hightower kind of thinks he's the guy. Cause it's like, he was the hand pre- to the previous King. And now he's the hand to this King. So he's kind of like hold over administration. He's kind of like, sure. I kind of know I, he kind of feels like he's the big dog a little bit. Cause he is more, has more experience in it. So, you know, it's that kind of stuff makes sense. Yeah. Because, and, and when we see him break apart, we see all those factions and stuff. It's like, okay, it's believable that these people are going to be able to figure this out as opposed to like, okay, this guy's shown a zero competency. Uh, I can't believe that suddenly he's this mastermind. I think exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. I did yep. enjoy that. Anything else you liked or didn't like? Chad? I mean, I'll, you said the gore thing. I didn't like the, uh, obvious, this the one thing that like everybody's complaining about with the, uh, in breach C-section. That was, as you said earlier, we didn't need to see it all. That was like, yeah. it was like, it was too much. Like the, the plot point makes sense to me. Cause it's supposed to be about the Tar- Targaryen hubris. It's a, his heir has to die. Yep. Uh, it has, you know, it has to set up the, uh, yeah. narrative of like what, how women are treated by all the men around them. But it's like, we didn't need to see it all. It was like the same thing no. where you're saying, like, we could have just seen her, we could have seen like him hold her hand and then we could have seen her dead. And it was like, Yep. I would understand what happened. I didn't yep. need to and see keep, it. <laughs> and keep doing the hard cuts back to the tournament, which was showing like, you know, everybody's watching this battle, but the real battle was happening in this small little chamber, you know? Like everyone's watching these knights fight it out in a fake battle. But the actual real battle was happening in the in the in the bedroom, basically. Right, the actual so, like important thing that was happening yeah. in the episode was yep. happening. Yeah. I mean, she's fighting God. for her life. The the baby's fighting for its life. The king's trying to you know figure out what to do, and the show is going on out in this arena that everybody thinks is important. It's like nah, nah. But yeah, it was. Uh, I agree. I'm like, eh, we didn't need to see all that. That's that's got to be traumatizing to some people, you know. Yeah, that's as we said. That's the as you said. Show the end, show the start, show the end, show nothing in between. We get, yep. we get the point type of thing. We, get, like, we got it. And, and you know, because obviously he's got the the butt of, uh, sorry, bed of blood thing is a is like a tie to like Lyanna Stark and John and stuff. It's like 
I just don't think we needed to see it all. I was it was too much. It was uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. I would say I didn't I didn't enjoy. It. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping. I looked away. We don't get- I mean, I'll be honest. I I, I just I didn't watch it <laughs> when once I saw how I'm like I know this show. <laughs> I don't I don't need to see what's going to happen. I, I was just uncomfortable the whole time I was watching, and I was like. I am un- I was consciously thinking to myself, I am uncomfortable watching this. So yeah, yeah that was definitely, I think, uh, a mistake on their part. But I mean, I, I don't think we're going to probably see too much more of that because we're going to get flash forward. Everybody's going to be a lot older. And then we'll probably just see more typical, <laughs> typical fair violence fair that we're right. so used to and desensitized to where people's arms are getting chopped off. <laughs> right, exactly. And we'll get some you know, sex position, they call it, right? Mm. Yeah. Yep. Anything else, Chad, that you were really for or against? I think we got a lot of my main points. Loved Damon. Just loved being back. Um, I I thought it was interesting. Because, like, again, I really don't know what's going to happen at all. So I don't know how much of this was, like, if someone's really, like, read the books and watched the show carefully and read any other histories and whatever that he's written they might know all this, but to me, when Hightower sent his daughter in to console the king, I was like, oh, here we go. You know, like that wasn't, that was, uh, I'm like, okay, all right, this is interesting. This is very interesting what's happening here with the political maneuvering of using his daughter. Because I, I, at the beginning of the show, I thought she was just the best friend, you know? And I'm like, oh no, this, this person's going to be very important. I see. All right. I thought that was neat. Good use of... Oh, right, because you said you haven't seen any trailers, right? Yeah, I have no clue. I have no clue what's going to happen. So that's what I'm saying. Like, people listening to me might be like, but I I feel like this is the advantage of not watching trailers and stuff because everything for me is just like, I'm watching it in real time. I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, when you just said people are going to be older, I'm like, okay. (laughs) I didn't know. I thought it was going to be continuous timeline. If there's going to be a time jump, okay, that's news to me. Yeah, there's going to be, this is actually what I was going to bring up here kind of as one of my last things is I'm curious to see how they handle the two timelines thing because there's going to be, uh, we'll call this the the, the main timeline just for, because this is the one we started in, right? Um, where everybody's young and then there's going to be, there's one where you see everybody's older and uh, so I'm kind of curious to see how they handle these two timeline things because that's that's tricky, you know, to have the two timelines thing to not have it. As long deal. as they make it obvious it's happening and don't do the stupid Witcher or Westworld to me where I don't even know that I'm watching two different timelines until episode eight of It'll nine. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> no, I'm confused. Right, because I think uh, Rhaenyra right now is probably like, you'd say she's maybe like 15, 16, right? Yeah. Something like that. She's going to be in her 20s in the next one. It like there's a much older actress. I'm saying much older. It's because the girl, the girl who plays her now, I consider her to be very young. It looks right. like, um, but, but uh, yeah, the people who are going to, it's going to be a lot. Uh, they're going to be all grown up. So that's why it was it was interesting to say you say that you didn't realize Allison was important because in the trailers, there's a, there's scenes with them together that are older. So it's like I see. Okay. Obviously, she's still around and plays an important role. And probably because, of, as you're saying, the high towers are plotting some sort of power grab. You know, they're trying yeah. to do something here because there's going to be the two factions. They're going to they're going to probably pick one of them. So they're going to pick Rhaenyra or Damon, and that's going to yeah. matter. So 
Yeah, it's interesting to me because I don't really understand Hightower's motives. Like, I mean, I don't think he has anything nefarious that he wants to do. And then you would assume Damon does just based on what he's done. But at the same time, uh, yeah, the gold cloaks didn't really do things the way that, you know, maybe they, you know, they could have done things a little different. But he also might have been trying to make a point like the city's not safe and we need to do something. So I don't know. That's what I'm enjoying about it right now, because I, I legitimately am not sure who the real bad guy is yet. And I like that. I like so that's my that's like my final thought after the first episode was I want to keep watching this because I'm not really sure who I'm supposed to be rooting against and who I'm supposed to be rooting for. And that makes me want to keep watching the show. Right. Cause we assume, uh, that Renera is the, she's the protagonist. Cause she's the first POV character we get. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't want to say too much about what we know about the future based on stuff, but it's like, you know, obviously we have two. I, I would say we have two kind of sort of protagonists. It looks like Damon and Rhaenyra because they're mm-hmm. going to be competing. So it's like, could it be interesting to see how it shakes out and, um, who, like we said, who aligns with who and how it happens. So yeah, and so yeah, I'm, I'm still excited for the show. I'm still on board. Yeah, Curious do we know? Did Did Damon actually say air for a day at that? Brothel? No, because I. Because we don't know if he said that, right? Right, because I was bringing okay. this up in one of the, the chats was that, because I heard this on a podcast too, is that Hightower tells him that Damon says this. Damon doesn't deny it when they right. have the, the showdown in the, in the throne room when they're arguing. Right, okay. So Damon doesn't deny it, so he, he probably did, but... Tech, What's the like, point? Um, there's a lot of, I, I guess, because I've not read this either, but that it's told in sort of a Rashomon-style fashion where everybody's unreliable narrators. So mm-hmm. Hightower could be trying to spin something here because you said what's Hightower's goal? His, his goal is to like control the king because he kind of, in that one scene when we talked about Corliss being like, yo, all these uh, triarchy guys are taking up all of our, are getting close to our sea yeah. uh, domain. This is going to be potentially be a problem. And then uh, Viserys is kind of like sort of interested, not interested. And then Hightower's basically like, King is not interested. It's over. And then, right. so obviously, he spoke for the king. So he's, when the king didn't, so he's kind of like, he kind of feels like maybe he's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure you get what I'm, I'm kind of saying here. So. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we don't know if by him wanting to speak for the king and wanting basically to control the king, if he's doing it for nefarious purposes. That's, that's the part I like. Right. Like, maybe he just realizes Viserys is not a good king and he just needs to keep control because he knows how to run the kingdom better. Or maybe he's got some hidden motives that we don't know about yet and he wants to run the kingdom to achieve those goals. I don't know. And that's why I'm I'm intrigued by the whole, by everything. So it's a good show. Good show so far. How many, so I got questions for you. How many episodes is this supposed to be? I think it's the standard 10. And is it a multi-season show? Yes. Okay. All right. It will be. I don't know how many. I don't, they haven't said, I think, how many seasons they want to do. Yeah, 10 episodes for the first season. I'm just trying to look through here on the, the Wikipedia page. But it doesn't specifically. Yeah, I don't see anything about 
get so nervous trying to search for certain things on the internet when I don't want to be spoiled for anything. Like, so for this show, I'm really trying not to search for anything. <laughs> I don't want any spoilers. I'm enjoying it. Knowing nothing. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice to be kind of back at the blank slate, I think, a little bit, because, um, I mean, Game of Thrones was, like, such a monoculture show. Everybody was into it. There was so much stuff people were talking about all the time about the show mm-hmm. um, that were kind of at the beginning. And uh, I know that, like, obviously the book is written, but it's not as popular as Game of Thrones, and it's not... Um, it's not a book book, I guess you could say, you know? It's, like, mm-hmm. more, like, plot point book than it is like a full narrative so yeah right so even though we might know x happens we don't know how we get to point x so yeah i still think it's exciting whereas like in game of thrones we kind of knew how we're all (laughs) i mean those books have been out for so long everybody know how we're getting the, the point x because it was so out there so i mean they may botch it we don't know but i'm still excited to see the show i'm still in and it sounds like you are too yeah yeah can't wait for the next episode yeah so uh i think we'll wrap up here i don't know if we're going to we're not going to do weekly obviously but uh maybe we'll show up at the end of the season it kind of depends if the show is really good or really bad i think it might be fun to do if the show is kind of mediocre i think it's going to just kind of be boring (laughs) to talk about so but if there's ever a good cliffhanger or something that'd be fun to get together and talk about what we think is going to happen yeah if there was like a really shocking moment or something that's really interesting we might do like a quick you know 20 minute hit on like a specific single thing that happened and like you know if there's a red wedding event type of thing and we got to quick get on and be like oh my god let's talk about what happened and yep you know i'm so. traumatized again <laughs> yeah again Damn right you, yes, martin yeah <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, one 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 thing of note, as always, don't become attached to too many characters. Yeah, I know I we know. were both like we were just like we love Damon, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I don't want. I wouldn't say love. I'm I'm. He's the most interesting character. Right. I, that's what I mean. Is, is we're we're which I feel like is a better him. character to be. Like if you're like <laughs> in Game of Thrones, if you're an interesting character, you usually live for a long time. But if you're like a sympathetic <laughs> or nice or evil, yes you die <laughs> yeah 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 so we'll we'll check in with our boy damon maybe at the end of the season hopefully he'll still be around and uh well maybe we'll check in i don't know actually so yeah thanks for listening everybody that was fun chad yeah it was great it was a great idea Brad. yeah so see everybody Bye bye